Okay, let's come on in. Okay. Oh, my goodness. What happens to the time? We're having so much fun up here. So um, let's turn to Mark 10, verse 32. You might have noticed that I'm crazy about the Gospels. Again, another reason to read the one-year Bible because you read all four Gospels every single year. And um, why is that important? Because that's how we get to know Jesus. That's how we recognize who he is, what's on his heart, what's important to him. And the Christian life, I want to say this as clearly as I could ever say anything, is Christ. It's not what we do for him. It's not what we do about him. It's him himself. And I love to sing that song, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Yeah. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Yeah. It's falling in love with him. And you know, all those rules and regulations, you know, that some people think are so complicated, you know, that they, they aren't. They really can be boiled down into two. If you can remember two, and most of us can remember two things. Just love God and love people. And you got it, Toyota. That's, that's really, that's where it's at. So the Gospels, I have a great love for the Gospels. We're going to turn to chapter 10, verse 32. And we're going to step into a moment, and a moment with Jesus. And, um, yeah. Mark, chapter 10, Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, and then we'll turn to 11, because we'll just have a moment there. Lord, we just pray, God, that you would speak to us as we end this, this map, this journey, God, this voyage out into the deep. God, that you would again show us that you are with us always. And God, that, that you're always saying, come, come. Don't you want to be part of my kingdom? Don't you want to be part of, of planting seeds? Don't you want to delight yourself in me? And so, God, we pray that you would just fire us up. Fire us up. And then send us out to a lost and dying world. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And they all said... Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, we are going to um, talk about following him and 
letting him blaze our path. Verse 32 of Mark chapter 10. Now they, the disciples, and Jesus were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took twelve aside again and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Behold, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and scourge him and spit on him and kill him, and the third day, He'll move the stone. Yeah. Basically, he's saying, none of these things move me. No. None of these things move me. And remember, we talked earlier that his time had not yet come. This is his last journey to Jerusalem. It's near Passover time. And he enters, he boldly, he takes one step at a time back. Back to the place, and as he gets closer and closer to Jerusalem, he knows that as he enters that city set on a hill, that he will enter the shadow of the cross. He knows his destiny. He knows what he came for. He knows his lane. And he's going to run it to the very end. But he knows that it's not over when it seems to be over. No, he is getting closer now. He will be betrayed. He will be condemned to death. He will be spit on and killed. But he could see beyond. He knew there was victory there and life. And so at this point, he was going to do the next thing. And in that event... As he was talking about that and preparing that, then they had a, a little conversation that entered right into that. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came and said, Teacher, we want you to, to ask you to do something, whatever we ask. And he said, What do you want? What do you want me to do for you? I think that's always interesting when, when Jesus asked these James and John, the sons of Zebedee, you know, I believe that, that John, at least, and maybe James too, were disciples of John the Baptist. And in John chapter 1, John the Baptist had disciples. And maybe James and John were two of his disciples. And one day, in the first chapter, Jesus was walking by John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, Behold, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And James and John, who had been disciples, they just followed Jesus. And then Jesus noticed that they were following, and he must have just kind of spun around and said, what do you want? What do you want? And they didn't really know what to say. <laughs> and they said, uh, where are you staying? And he said, come and see. And I love that little moment. First of all, him asking what he really wants. 
What do you want? What do you want? What do you really want? And on that day, I believe that they were looking for the real deal. They were looking for something not just to live for, but something they could die for. And when they followed him that day, they knew he was the real deal. And this day, he asked, what do you want? And they say, well, to sit on your right hand and on your left is what they wanted that day. <laughs> they wanted a place. You know, and you can't blame them. You know, they, they were looking for him to set up his kingdom here on earth. And um, he said in verse 44, whoever desires, whoever of you desires to be first shall be the slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. And so he set up the order of the kingdom. It's given. It's the given life. It's the blessing life, the blessing for others. Remember God told Abraham, I'll make you a blessing. And it was true. So that's what he taught them. And then in verse 11, there's a little scene that I want to go to that's just so compelling. And now, verse 11, verse 1, Now, as they drew near to Jerusalem, to Bethphage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Look at the main characters. Stay with me. Two disciples. He said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you've entered it, you'll find a coal tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Just say the Lord has need of it and immediately he will send it here. Verse 4 starts out with the word. So, so they went. Don't you love it? I'm hoping you're like this word now. So they went. And they found the colt tied by the door opposite the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing, loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded, so let, they let them go. And as we know, this is the moment of the triumphal entry. Jesus sat on that colt, and he entered into Jerusalem in this triumphal way, sitting on a little colt. And what a beautiful scene that is. This colt had never been ridden, kind of all tied up. I so relate to this little colt, you know, kind of slow, kind of low, kind of <laughs> nondescript. But these disciples are our issue right now. Two disciples. I wonder which ones they were. Surely it wasn't Thomas, because Thomas would say, this will never work. <laughs> I am so not going to do that. That's awkward. Awkward. I'm so not going to do that. I mean, they weren't robbing a bank. I mean, a little unbroken coal tied up would be worth very little. So, I mean, no one was going to die. That's for sure. And so, so... When God asks you to do something, sometimes it's out of your comfort zone. Did you know that? Yeah. 
And, and you can measure it and say, is someone going to die if I do this? Like if I give them a track, will someone die? Will they die or will I die? And probably the answer is a few people said no. A lot of you don't, yes, I would die. I'd die a thousand deaths before I gave it to them. Yeah. Let's go back to this. This wasn't rocket science. He said, now go to this village and tie this colt. And if they ask you, which he knew that they would ask, just say this. And you know what? It played out just like God told them. And this is a, I want you to hardwire this somewhere in your being. He's launching somebody here today. I hope a lot of you. This is simple stuff. It's simple obedience. Just do the thing God's putting on your heart. Just do it. Just get to it. I love this day. I love this, disciples. It was awkward. And I love that there was two of them. I love it. I'm not sure if they had a lot of conversation, but they just went straight ahead and they did it. And you know what? I love spiritual partnership. It's a shared journey. I want to tell you, it's a shared journey. God wants to put us in teams. He wants to launch us, and we make each other bowl together. And our high school girls, they're doing the one-year Bible. And they were asked, what do you want to do? We want to do bus stops. And so one night, we, we just jumped into this, and we studied it, and we tore it apart. And they said, you know what? I want to do something. I want to do something like this. I just want God to tell me to do something, and I'm going to do it. And then one of the girls said, but, but maybe it's going to be awkward. And all the girls said, let's do it anyway. And so we all got revved up and we all challenged each other to do it. And we were going to come back and report our stories three days later. I was driving down the street. And um, in, in this, this busy street and it's next to a, a residential. And sitting on the curb were two teenagers. And the girl was about as skinny as a rail. She had blue hair had kind of scraggly clothes on, and her ha hands were over her head, and her head was in her lap. And there was a boy sitting next to her, and they weren't even talking. His head was down. And I felt like God put on my heart, that girl is thinking about killing herself. And, and I don't know if it was a prophecy, but that's what came on my heart. It was a very busy street, and I was driving down, minding my own business. And there was the natural instinct, continue to mind own business. <laughs> Two blocks later, I could not get that thought out of my head. Four blocks later, it was haunting me. On the eighth block, I knew that if I kept going, I would live many times to regret it. I would always be sorry I drove by. So I did the big circle all the way through, weaved back into the neighborhood. I drove up to that corner. They were gone. You know what I thought? <laughs> Off the hook. They weren't there. That's great. Looked on the left. They had walked down the street. Okay, swallow hard. Found two Gospels of John. And I had a big red apple. 
okay, I'll take that. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. So I walk down the street, and now they're screaming at each other. No, he's screaming at her. And he's saying, I'll never get back with you after what you did. I'll never get back to you. And she's just standing there like this, and he's screaming, and I'm going, yeah, like, really, this is awkward. <laughs> but, you know, the only way to do it is to just take one step at a time. So I'm taking my little, God's <laughs> my apple, and I go up to them. When I get this close, they both stop. They both look at me like they expected me. And I said, okay, well, I just felt like God wanted me to, to come and give these to you because in this book are all the answers to life, all the answers to all your problems, and God loves you so much. And you can call out to him, and he'll help you through this crisis. And you know what they said? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I said, and here's an apple. <laughs> and then I just walked away. It's all the words that God gave me. He didn't give me a big story. Didn't give me anything. But as I walked away, and I remember, I can remember the expression on their face right this very minute. I can see them. They both had blue hair. <laughs> and um, as I walked away, I feel like at least one of them has a Christian mom. And you know what that Christian mom's doing? Praying that someone, someone out of the clear blue sky will reach out to their sorry souls. Do you think that's true? I do. I do. And, and in John 16, the Lord says, Jesus said, that the Holy Spirit will bring you into all truth and he'll tell you things to come. And sometimes he puts things on your heart. And you need to pray that back. And if you feel like he's strongly tugging you, just do it. You're part of this drama. And you know what this part of the journey is called? Being led by the Holy Spirit. Please write that down. Being led by the Holy Spirit. God gave these disciples specific, doable instructions. And no one died. He gave me specific instructions and no one died and I pray that that little girl didn't didn't try to commit suicide but we live in a very broken world and child of God we got the words of life my husband is driving up here from Southern California he brought a case of these and I hope he gets them here before we're dismissed for the day because they're free and I only brought a handful with me, but I hope by the time that you're leaving today or at the latest, tomorrow at church, I'm going to have the rest of them. And I want you to pray. Pray for divine appointments. Will you do that? Let's just put our hands up right now. And Lord, as we looked at this, this last leg of the road, May it be 
an open door, an open door marked, follow me, an open door that when we give out the Gospel of John or another track, it's an invitation that this isn't a closed club or an exclusive party, that we can be part, that we can be led by the Spirit, that we can walk in the Spirit, we can hear your voice, we can sense your holy tugs, we can, we can feel you putting burdens on our heart for the broken and lost around us. So Lord, lift your hands up to the Lord. Lord, we pray that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit. Move us out of our comfort zone. Give us eyes to see. Give us your love to break us out and step us forward. For we pray in Jesus' name. And they all said, Amen. Amen. So, Barb's going to lead us in that precious time of communion. So thankful for that. I'm going to clean up my mess here. I'm going to take my candy. So ladies, in light of everything we've heard today, I'm sure something has tugged at your heart that you want to apply or you want to move toward. And in that realm, um, just with a worshipful heart, we're going to do communion individually. Uh, communion trays are set up in the back of the room. And I just want you to kind of tuck all your stuff. I know we've got a, we get kind of messy when we meet with Debbie because we're turning around and we're getting into talking to each other. So tuck all your stuff kind of underneath your chair so you can, people can move around. Your oranges and your candy and your bags and your tissues. No, keep the tissues out. <laughs> and I want you to think about maybe, you know, just having your notebook and your Bible out. Think about some of the things that we talked about, the crossroads in the very beginning and the different paths that God takes us on and traveling light. And what do we need to leave behind? What am, I, what am I hauling around that really doesn't need to be part of my life? And ask God, what is it that I need to apply? What, which section is there something in there for me? And have a little time. We're going to worship. And on your own, just as you feel led, you can get up and go to the back. There's four places in the back. Take your communion elements, bring them back to your chair or bring it to another chair. <laughs> Maybe get down on your knees, talk to the Lord, and confess what you realize that I need to make some changes here. Or God, I want to walk closer with you. Or God, I'm tired of just wanting to be like my friends. I want to be like you. And let God just minister to your heart and you pour back into his heart and make it a time of worship. Terry and uh, Kim are going to sing. And boy, this has been like heaven. I don't know how heaven can be any better than this. Amazing. Just beautiful. So um, 
we have some songs that are going to be on the overhead. Sing along. The lights will be dimmed. And then when we're done, we'll close. And there's a, we'll see if Debbie's husband is here and let you know if there's more Bibles. And I have some more information for you. Okay? So let's just worship the Lord. <laughs> 